The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. You test the patience of Job. That's what Judge Alexander Owens said today in the High Court when he was facing Enoch Burke. And I'm sure it's a biblical reference that Burke understood very well. Frank Graney, our Today FM Courts correspondent, was with us on a remarkable day in the High Court. Tell us what happened, Frank. Well, where to start, it really is starting to feel like Groundhog Day. As you say, uh, Mr. Justice Owen told Enoch Burke that he tested the patience of Job. I think it's fair to say that he tested the patience of everyone in the courtroom uh, today. This was the, well, this was supposed to be the first day of the hearing of essentially the main event because everything that has happened to date in relation to Enoch Burke has been in relation to court orders that were placed uh, on him, refraining him from going to Wilson's Hospital School. But this is the main dispute between him and the school. It's been set down for four days. Mr Justice Owens was at pains to say that Enoch Burke wasted hours of the first day of the hearing because what happened at 11 o'clock this morning when it was due to open was Enoch Burke stood up and brought what he claimed to be something of extreme importance to the judge's attention. He accused the solicitors representing the school of tampering with documents. He accused them of misleading him and of misleading the court. Some very serious allegations. Mr Justice Owens uh, heard from both sides. Um, There were some testy exchanges between himself and Enoch Burke right from the off. And that led to him telling Enoch that he wouldn't be heckled, he wouldn't be cajoled. He warned him that he'd come down heavy on anyone who disrespected him or others involved in the case. The other side were given an opportunity to respond. They rejected his allegations as outrageous, said they were ill-founded. Alex White is one of the barristers representing the school. He accused Enoch of swinging into an attack. And the judge, after hearing from both sides, um, quickly ruled that he saw or he said that it was unlikely that there was any deliberate tampering. He said that he didn't see how Enoch had been disadvantaged. Uh, He described Enoch's arguments as flimsy and that should have been that, but it wasn't. Enoch was outraged with the judge's ruling. He leapt to his feet. Uh, Mr Justice Owens tried to interject, but to no avail. He kept asking Enoch to sit down, but again, he refused to do so. At one point, he even asked Enoch if he had a problem with his ears and I suspect that was a rhetorical question because he certainly wasn't listening to him. Enoch told the judge that he was obliged in his words to respect the rules of justice. This is another high court judge. This is the first time that Mr Justice Owens has entered uh, these proceedings in relation to Enoch Burke. Uh, Mr Justice Owens told him not to tell him what to do. He said that he's the one holding all the cards, not the other way around. Enoch accused him of being a law unto himself, clearly frustrated clearly getting nowhere. The judge at one point described himself as completely ineffective. He said, there's nothing I can do to make you pay a blind bit of notice to what I do. He didn't get a response. So that kind of answered his question, I suppose. But then he did ask, he did ask, you know, didn't he? Are you prepared to adhere to the court's ruling? Are you prepared to adhere to directions this court makes? And I'm taking this from your highly entertaining Twitter feed that you put out during the case today. But that's a very interesting question, isn't it? Because it does appear that Enoch Burke at times behaves as he knows better than any of the judges that he has right and justice on his side rather than the courts. From my experience covering this case, and I have been covering it extensively on your show and elsewhere over the past few months, everything is all good in the hood until Enoch Burke reaches an obstacle in the road. And when a ruling goes against him, 
he just simply refuses to accept it. And that was a point actually made by one of the barristers representing the school, Mark Connacht, and said that um, when he was eventually allowed to speak, because he did try on a number of occasions to get a word in, and he simply wasn't allowed. He accused, he was the one, Mark Connacht, the senior counsel representing the school, who accused Enoch of being in contempt. And that was when the judge asked Enoch, as you say, if he was going to adhere to the ruling that he had just made, a ruling of the High Court. And Enoch replied by saying, I want justice. He then got an early warning that he could be held in contempt. That didn't seem to bother him, as we know he has been held in contempt previously in relation to separate uh, proceedings. Enoch and his brother Isaac then kept accusing the other side of telling lies repeatedly. They just kept Sorry, saying hold on a second. lies, how, lies, but, lies. But how was Isaac allowed to talk? If Enoch Burke is representing himself as he's entitled to do, why were other members of his family been vocal in the court? Well, they, they, they weren't. And, and, and that has been a recurring theme throughout. They were simply interrupting the other side with various mutterings that were again brought to the court's uh, attention. The lawyers for the school simply gave up at one point because it was fruitless trying to get their, their points across. With both Enoch and Isaac accusing them of telling lies, Enoch even suggested that Alex White, one of the senior counsel, should be struck off the register. And at that point, Enoch and Isaac's mother, Martina Burke, started applauding her son. The judge told Enoch that he was making a fool of himself. That didn't help matters. (laughs) Enoch accused the judge of being a disgrace to our democracy and our justice system. The judge then kept asking aloud, what are we going to do with you? What are we going to do with you? He said it three times. What are we going to do with you? He seemed genuinely perplexed as he repeatedly asked that question to no one in particular. He certainly didn't get an answer. In the end, Enoch was again held in contempt of court. A decision was made to open the case in the afternoon, but Enoch wasn't allowed into the courtroom. The court set up a live link for him to follow proceedings. But unsurprisingly, at 2 p.m. when the court reconvened, Enoch showed up at the door, door of the courtroom again. His sister, Amy Burke um, came into the court, addressed the judge on her brother's behalf, said that he was being refused entry by the Gardaí. The judge told her to tell her brother that he could return if he promised to behave himself. She went out, had a word with Enoch, came back in, asked the judge if he was denying her brother justice. An absolutely farcical sequence of events. Amy, Isaac and their mother then left the courtroom as Mr Justice Owens was mid-sentence talking to Amy. And it actually took him a moment uh, to realise that they were on their way out the gap. And when he did notice, he simply said, oh, there they go. I won't be wasting my sweet words on the desert air. And he then eventually invited Mark Connachton to deliver his opening address on behalf of the school. So where does it go from here? Well, we had, we had Mark Connachton's opening address eventually, and, and, that, and that took place, took a number of hours for him to go through all of the issues that will have to be decided by Mr Justice Owens over the course of the next uh, few days. That took a number of hours, I say. That was carried out without interruption because all of the Burks had left the courtroom at that point. No evidence was heard this afternoon. Mark Connaughton simply opened the case on behalf of the school and the judge decided then to, I suppose, allow both sides to take stock of what happened today. And in relation to those allegations that Enoch Burke made uh, this morning and that ruling that that followed thereafter, the lawyers for the school said that they would look into those allegations. That's despite the fact that a ruling was made today. They agreed to look into that. They'll pass on whatever they find 
uh, to Enoch Burke. He can then consider them and we'll all come back in the morning. But what okay. will happen in the morning remains to be seen. You see, this, Frank, is unlike any legal case that you've ever covered for us or I think that I have ever uh, discussed on radio or covered in a newspaper. So, you know, what can be done with Enoch Burke at this stage? Because he doesn't seem to fear being sent to prison for contempt. He doesn't seem to fear the 700 quid a day fines if he turns up in breach of court orders at the school. I mean, is this gone to a stage where he, in a sense, is beating the state? I honestly don't have an answer for you, Matt. There are very experienced and reputable judges of the High Court that don't seem to have an answer to that. You know, I mentioned a moment ago, you had Mr Justice Alex Owens. Again, very reputable and a very experienced High Court judge of this country asking the question aloud, what are we going to do with you? What are we going to do with you? What are we going to do with you? He doesn't have an answer. Enoch Burke certainly wasn't forthcoming with an answer. He spent over 100 days behind bars in the lead up to Christmas because he refused to purge his contempt. And that was because he refused to obey the orders of the court to stay away from Wilson's Hospital School while he was on paid suspension. He refused to stay away from the school. He continues to defy that order. Incarceration doesn't seem to bother him. You know, he could the judge ask for some sort of fines now as well? Yeah, could the judge ask for some sort of evaluation of him? Well, I I think what might happen specifically in relation to the fines, and he was ordered to pay a a large portion of the fines that he owes to date. He was given until um, a a date last week to pay, I think, about twenty three thousand euro. It's unclear at this point whether that has actually been paid but they may they may be able to make some sort of orders to enforce that payment and that perhaps if he's hit in the pocket that he may although I really doubt that he will comply with the orders because he simply doesn't believe that they are valid uh, his argument but that's just not the way the system works you know if an, if a court makes an order against a citizen in this country it simply has to be obeyed you know, it's the equivalent of shouting at the referee after a decision has been made. It's fruitless. But in his case, it does seem to be bearing fruit. OK, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Frank Craney today, of course, <laughs> correspondent. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here.